Welcome to Daily Devotion with Ken Gurley. Devotions designed to inspire you on your daily walk with God. Each day we walk through the vital principles of the abundant life. Our Lord can do above and beyond all we ask or think. Here's your host, Ken Gurley. There is a sin that is so closely associated with Satan. A sin that shuts down revival, closed more churches than any other sin, divided more friends than all else, wreaked more havoc, and ruined more lives. It's destroyed more peace of mind, wrecked more families, but it's respectable, permitted, tolerated, even encouraged, laughed about, and embraced. Found in those thought the holiest of them all, a sin we've all committed, a sin that we can commit and never participate in, one of those sins that just by witnessing it, we're involved in it. It's permitted poison, tolerated toxin, celebrated sin, and it harms everyone. The one who performs the sin, the one who hears the sin, and the one toward whom the sin is directed. Yes, it's the sin God hates. He hates it, and it's not a stretch to say he hates it the most. Let's talk about it today. This is Ken Gurley, and we're talking about building strong relationships on Daily Devotion this week. And this is a needed subject in that regard. If you study scripture, you're going to find soon that God has a character. And there are things in our hearts and lives that either conform to his character or they do not. Those things that do not conform to his character, those most directly opposing his love and his holiness, they're called abominations. Some are abominations to man. Some are abominations to God. These are the things that are detestable to the Lord, the things that are vile to him. A collection of seven of these abominations are found in Proverbs 6. These six things does the Lord hate. Seven are abomination unto him. Look at these. A proud look, a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that devises wicked imaginations, feet that be swift in running to mischief, a false witness that speaks lies, and he that sows discord among the brethren. Seven things God hates. But how can we tell which is the worst, the one he hates the most? To do that, you have to go to Proverbs 26. There Solomon says in verse 25, there is a certain type of person who has all of the seven abominations in their heart. All seven. All seven of the things God hates in one person. Who is this person? Back up to verse 22. And here are the different words in different translations. The whisperer, the talebearer, the slanderer, the gossip. The gossip has all seven abominations in their heart. All seven. Gossip is the sin, we say, that God hates the most. If you were to do a Bible study on gossip, you'll find some enlightening things that it goes, first of all, by many names and definitions in Scripture. In the Old Testament, there are six Hebrew words used to describe the gossip. And from them, we get the English words backbiter, one who speaks maliciously about another, slanderer, a hidden gossip, a sly tongue, talebearer, whisperer. In the New Testament, Yes, it goes into the New Testament, because one thing you'll understand, the abominations of God are still things he hates today. 
He hasn't changed. His character hasn't changed. He hated them yesterday. He hates them today. He will hate them tomorrow. The New Testament words, we have the same whisper and backbiter, but we're also given other words like busybody, meddler, tattler. When Alan Redpath pastored, he formed small groups that he called think groups based on Philippians 4.8. Think on these things. T, is it true? H, is it helpful? I, is it inspiring? N, is it necessary? K, is it kind? If it can't pass those five tests, don't think about it and don't say it. Alan Redpath noticed that the groups that started practicing this saw their lives transformed. How transformative it would be to any person, any group, how contrary to the spirit of the slanderer whose tongues are set on fire with hellfire. How does God feel about slander and gossip? Romans 1 is perhaps the most frightening chapter in all of the New Testament. Paul speaks of people who have turned from God to worship the creature and how God gives them up, gave them over to their unnatural affections, their base passions. Why? They forgot God. And then Paul begins to describe them. How will you know such people? They are gossips. They are slanderers. They are inventors of evil. They are heartless. They are ruthless. They are full of envy, malice, malicious. Here's what Paul said. All of these, all of these who practice such things and all of those who give approval to those who practice these things, the gossip, the slander, and those who enjoy listening to them. That's why Paul said in 1 Corinthians 5, 11, don't sit down in fellowship. Don't eat with a slanderer. Don't be associated with such a person. We're not ignorant of Satan's devices. Satan is the accuser, devil, diabolos, the slanderer, the backbiter. Satan is satisfied if we are like him, if we take on his nature, if we backbite and slander and devour one another. This remains one of the most pitiful, heart-wrenching traits of the self-righteous. It's partly the reason there are many backsliders in the world today, many people who have experienced church hurt, why many people would just walk away from the church and all things godly, for the very people who should have helped them slandered them, who shouldn't gossip, who shouldn't traffic in mudslinging. They did, and they do, and they seem to do it cheerfully, happily willing to pen a scarlet letter on the fallen. We who have been forgiven of much should learn to love much. That there's a judge within us, a Pharisee within us, who would rather point out the publican amongst us to hide our own sins. Why do people gossip? Why do they slander? Solomon said it's because the words are tasty. They are delicate morsels in the mouth. They're sweet to the mouth, but poison to the souls. That Sharing in gossip is a way of deflecting attention from ourselves. It's better to talk about others, we reason, than to let people know the sad state of our own souls. Regardless of our great qualities and the things we do or say, if we cannot gain control over our own speech, then we play for the wrong team. It's from Proverbs 6, the Jewish rabbis teach that slander is, in a way, worse than murder. When a person is murdered, they die once. But when a person is slandered, they are killed again and again, day in, day out, 
as that rumor, that gossip, that malicious word travels throughout the community. Slander is a killing spree of sorts. It's a mass murder happening on a daily basis. Reputations are destroyed again and again. Good names are ruined over and over. Tyrone Edwards said to murder character is truly a crime as to murder the body. The tongue of the slanderer is brother to the dagger of the assassin. Alan Barth once said, character assassination is at once easier and surer than physical assault and involves far less risk for the assassin. It leaves him free to commit the same deed over and over again. You probably don't remember Raymond Donovan. He was a former secretary of labor. He was indicted on corruption charges. Allegedly, someone said he had ties with a construction company with mob connections. He was indicted. He was tried. His defense never called a single witness because the prosecution couldn't prove Donovan had done anything remotely wrong. The defense rested its case before even offering one. The jury unanimously declared him not guilty. He walked out a free man. But after tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars of legal bills, hundreds of stories printed and shared in the media, thousands of stories retelling the events, when he was interviewed by the media after the court case, he asked this question, which office do I go to to get my reputation back? Sir, you can't. Ma'am, you can't. There is no office. The media who spread the story the gossipers who ran with the lie. Chances are they'll never apologize. They'll never try to make it right. They're off chasing the next rumor and the next victim. It's like feathers. There's an old Jewish fable with many variations that a town gossip spread a hurtful rumor about a local businessman. It destroyed his livelihood, destroyed his family, his business, destroyed him. Have you ever been there? I know, this is rough. When it was revealed that it was all in error, that's a kind way of saying it was a lie. Unusually, the town gossip felt remorse. He went to a rabbi. It was a beautiful day. He had the windows open, airing out the house. The breeze was circulating through the room. The town gossip said what he had done and what he had shared with others. The rabbi said, do you have a pillow at home? The gossip was confused, but responded affirmatively. He said, go home, get your pillow and bring it back. The gossip did so. The rabbi handed the gossip a knife and said, stab the pillow. The gossip did that. The rabbi said, this is what gossip does. The rabbi said, shake the pillow. The gossip shook the pillow. The breeze captured the many feathers within the pillow, and soon the pillow was emptied of all the feathers and down. Some were within the house, but many more in the wind blowing through the town. As the last floated away, the rabbi said, Now, go capture every feather and bring it back. The gossip said, I can't do that. It's impossible. And the rabbi said, Yes. That's the way it is with gossip. Those hateful words spoken are like feathers in the wind. People's names destroyed, reputations ruined. They can never be restored because they're like feathers in the wind. You can't get it back. It's out there floating on the breeze. Solomon said it like this. A little 
slander can destroy the best of friends. I want to ask you something today. Have you ever been hurt by a slanderer, by a gossiper? I feel for you. I feel with you. To you, I simply say, you will see those feathers swirling in the wind for many years to come. You will want to defend yourself. You will want to rise up and say, that's not true. There's no need to do that. People are going to believe what they choose to believe. Once great friendships can be broken by gossip, leave them alone. For if they would believe that about you, they're not really your friend. Here's what the Bible says. A friend loveth at all times. You will want to set the record straight. You will want to say, that's not true. And here I can prove it's not true. But there's one thing about slanderers you need to know. They've told so many lies. They don't even remember the lies they told about you. Why don't you do this? Let God keep the records. Let God be your judge. That and your perseverance. You keep walking. You keep living. You keep moving. And watch God sort it all out. I ask you this question. Are you in the company of slanderers? Are the people you call friends those who delight in gossip? Maybe, just maybe, you should reconsider your company. Because God judges those who sin, and He judges those who take pleasure in others' sin. Don't be friends with slanderers. Run from them. They're toxic to your soul and future. Someone said great minds discuss ideas. Average minds discuss events. Small minds discuss people. You need to have a great mind and lift your heart and mind to the Lord. Thank you for sharing in daily devotion with Ken Gurley. We pray this ministry has been a source of encouragement and strength to you. Please be mindful that your financial support enables us to meet with you each day. To give a donation or connect with us, visit our website at kengurley.com. There you will also find the latest books, podcasts, and resources. Blessed, 90 Days to Change Your World is Pastor Gurley's latest book. You can get your copy of this life-changing book at kengurley.com. May God's favor rest on you in every way until we meet again.